closing in on just a week and a half before the walleye opener. Lakes are clearing out. We're going to see a lot of people on the water in the next few days. And we're checking in with Henry Drews. He's the regional fisheries manager out of the Northwest office here in Bemidji. Yesterday we covered COVID-19 and fishing and a few other off-the-water things. We're actually going to talk fishing today. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tech. Well, as we get ready for the opener, let's let's actually talk some fishing now. That'll, that'll be a fun change of pace, right? Uh, I welcome the opportunity <laughs> to talk about fish and fishing, Kevin. Uh, all right, so we are getting ready for the opener. We know the Northwest region tends to be a really great place to catch lots of walleyes, uh, muskies, and basically any kind of species out there. Anything change in the last year that has caused any concerns anywhere in the Northwest other than some of the things we've typically talked about? Well, you know, uh, what's changed? We've got some new new infestations with invasive mm-hmm. species. You know, uh, Red Lake two years ago, Lake of the Woods this year, both with zebra mussels. Um, you know, the impacts of those are, are to be seen, and they're down the road. That would be the only thing really new on that horizon. Regulation-wise, uh, we've got one regulation change on our big lakes, and that would be Red Lake, Red Lake uh, actually two um, for Red Lake. Um, the Northern Pike regulation is going to be relaxed for Red Lake this spring. The new regulation will be a 30 to 40-inch protected slot and a three-bag, and you can keep one pike over 40 inches. So that's new this year. It's, it's uh, relaxed from the previous um, half a dozen years. Okay. Also on red, the uh, walleye regulation for the spring will be different than the spring of 2019. The spring's regulation will be four walleyes with only one over 17 inches. Last spring, it was four bag with one over 20, which was um, a relaxed regulation. Um, the difference between the two years is that um, in 2019, we're in what we call a surplus spawner stock condition where we're trying to um, uh, harvest more fish. This year, we're in what we're called the optimal zone, and that is where we, where we want to be to give that population the best chance of uh, pulling off strong year classes. What that means is, is we'll, we'll be harvesting uh, fewer fish, and we'll be using the four bag with one over 17 inches. Okay. More restrictive than 2019, but less restrictive than many other springs on the Big Lake. Right. Okay, so four, but only one over 17 on Red Lake this spring. Yes, and Kevin, there are a lot of fish between 16 and 18 inches. And so anglers need to be prepared to carefully measure their fish. You know, they're going to need to have a good measuring board. Um, You don't want to use a couple of shoelaces or dollar bills. Be prepared to measure your fish because you can have one per angler over 17 inches, and there are a lot of fish right at that point. Okay. What amazes me when I when I look at, at red and look at the, the health of that fishery and the number of fish there, it is 
almost stunning to think back that there was a time we almost lost them all. Well, there was a, there was essentially um, no spawning stock in Red Lake in the mid-1990s. That's how depressed that population was. Today, we're trying to manage it for the, the perfect level of spawning stock, which means some year we take more, some year we should take less. And um, the fishery just keeps kicking out young walleyes. And um, if we're able to manage for the perfect amount of spawner fish in that lake, um, that lake's just going to crank year after year after year. So uh, we're in great shape there. Um, I think anglers, especially given that you know ice out's going to be a little behind normal, I think it's going to be a really good fishing season on Red Lake. Awesome. Uh, we, we already talked a lot about Lake of the Woods. What a strong population there. What about some of our other gems, uh, Cass, Bemidji, Leech, Winnie? How are they all looking? You know, Cass is, a, is one we just went through a one-year planning process with a citizen input group and updated our management plan for that lake. And what we heard resoundingly from, from the folks on that group, which was comprised of resort owners and business interests and some lay anglers, is, Keep gas where it is right now, and we'll be happy. Hmm. In other words, um, the walleye fishing on gas is excellent. The fish population is healthy, and there's an extremely uh, qual- extreme quality yellow perch population in that fishery right now. So um, anglers can expect to see, um, I think, some pretty good fishing on cast, particularly early as those fish move up into the connected basins. Okay. Um, other waters, um, you know, leech is a... It starts out, you know, a little slower than some of the other lakes, but but we had a banger year in in 2019 on leech. Excellent, you know, early six, seven weeks of the season. Fish population's healthy, and I would expect a very similar bite this spring on leech lake that anglers saw last year. What about Lake Bemidji? Lake Bemidji is, uh, you know, that's, a, that's an amazing fishery in itself. You know, it's not one of our large lakes that we uh, that we actually do surveys on every year. We survey it less frequently. But the natural reproduction uh, in Lake Bemidji is just knocking out year class after year class. You can go out there and catch walleyes from 6 inches to to 28 inches. Um, And and the the ones that people really like, those 14 to 18-inch fish, are also abundant in Bemidji. It just keeps clicking fish out year after year. Last year, we didn't do a creel survey, but by all accounts from angler reports and guide reports, people had a very good fishing season on Bemidji, and I would expect similar in 2020. That lake just amazes me because, it's like you said, it's not the biggest lake in the world. It gets plenty of pressure, but it just keeps cranking out fish. Yeah, I know it's a favorite for local guides, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's just to, to have a community with that lake at the centerpiece. Uh, we're pretty lucky here. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Um, but overall, uh, you know, there's just so many good walleye lakes. In, you know, we haven't, even, we haven't even touched on Park Rapids area. I mean, there's just great walleye lakes everywhere. And, you know, um, everything I hear indicates that everything seems to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, I think, you know, we're real excited. This will be the third spring, I believe, with the new northern pike regulations, you know, trying mm-hmm. to um, shift the, the, the size structure there to a little larger pike. People have... Uh, everything I've heard has been very positive about that regulation. It's going to take a while to evaluate, you know, how successful it is, but but the reports so far have been good for anglers. They like it. The quest for big bluegills. That's next on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. 
Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager Henry Drew is my guest today. Henry says they want to get bigger bluegill in Paul Bunyan Country, and you'll have your chance to comment on it. Uh, one thing anglers are going to see on a number of lakes in fishing Paul Bunyan Country this year is some signs at the public accesses on some lakes um, notifying anglers that we're considering some more bluegill special regulations. We have a statewide initiative this year. Where we're, we're trying to add a lot of lakes to the list of special regulations to try to improve bluegill size structure. You know, after we tackled the pipe, the next thing we heard about was, let's do something for bluegill. We need more lakes that have 8, 9, 9.5, 10-inch bluegills. And so the approach we're using is through uh, special regulations. And so there's 118 lakes statewide that we're going to take public comment on this summer and next fall to consider reduced bag limits to either 5 or 10 fish. We have some of those lakes already in the Bemidji area. We've got um, Gull Lake and Pymouche Lake and some others, even over towards Grand Rapids. There's a number of those lakes. Um, we're looking to add more. And so there's approximately uh, 50 of those in the northwestern part of the state. And so if anglers see a sign-up that says we're considering the lake for bluegill special regulations, we welcome their input. Send us an email. Send us a, um, um, a letter. Give us a call. Um, and we'll see if we can get more lakes managed for quality sunfish. You know, and and it seems to me that's really about the only way to work it is with a reduced bag limit because you can't really do a slot limit on a on a bluegill, can you? No, you just don't have have enough length to work with. Yeah. You know, you you're talking about you know the the bluegill that people harvest are you know seven to nine and a half inches, so it's just a little bit of an you know of an area to play with, and then. Um, yeah, measuring error and that. So, so slots are very, very difficult. Um, the bag limit has proved very effective. You know, we've had a reduced bag limit, um, a five bag on Gull Lake and Pymouche and another number of other lakes, and and it's really, really uh, allowed us to hold up fishing quality and improve bluegill size. Um, and those lakes are becoming very popular with anglers. You know. Five nine and a half inch bluegill is is a pretty nice bag. So um, those success stories that we've seen have helped uh, generate a lot of interest in this. Um, you know the Cass Lake chain. I mentioned we went through a planning process there. Um, we're looking at proposing the whole Cass Lake chain for for a, a bluegill special regulation. So the anglers on that chain will see the signs up this spring. And we'll okay. welcome that input on that. And also, we're looking at Leech Lake. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit of musky talk. Um, obviously, this is one of the premier areas, premier areas nationwide, if not for the entire North American continent, for muskies. Um, overall, it seems like the musky populations are pretty strong right now. Uh, yeah, the musky fishing was really good. I looked at the results from the Frank Schneider Musky Tournament on Leech Lake. Uh, and all connected uh, a whole bunch of other waters to Frank Schneider event that's held the second weekend in September, mm-hmm. and and pretty impressive um, where the fish came from and the, the number of fish, and those tournaments are really a you know they're all catch measure release, but the data from those tournaments gives us an idea of just just how well people are doing on on muskies in the, in this part of the state, and and it is darn good. 
Well, I know, you know, Leach is uh, really uh, cranking out, A, big numbers, B, uh, Lots of plus fifties now, and and the reproduction looks good there. Cass has been a great lake lately, and we got so many others. Uh, Bemidji, we know they've got huge fish in there. Um, how's the reproduction there? I know that's something people have been looking at. Well, we don't, we haven't documented uh, very much for natural reproduction in Bemidji. It's on a stocking rotation, mm-hmm. so uh, like Plantain, Jeanette, and and some of the other lakes up immediately around Bemidji, those are managed through through stocking. We are adjusting some of the stocking densities a little bit to see if um, we can get more young fish in the population. Um, what we tend to see in these in some of these stock lakes is is after about 20 years of stocking um, and angler use, the population gets skewed towards those larger individuals, and you don't have as many young fish recruiting to the population. So one of the things we're trying in, in, on some of these lakes is instead of stocking uh, a quota of fish every other year, we're putting fewer fish in annually. So the same total number of fish, but just spreading those stockings out, hoping we can get you know more young fish in the population moving up. Okay. Um, generally, what you see in lakes where you get those really large fish and you know and and fewer small fish is those fish are tougher to catch. You know they've seen about every lure in the book. <laughs> they've maybe been caught two or three times. So anglers uh, don't tend to get as many encounters, you know, follows. So yeah. we're, we're going to try to shift that population stri- size structure a little bit by changing how we stock those lakes. What about some of the other uh, panfish, uh, perch, uh, crappies? Everything's seeming pretty good? Yep. We talked a little bit about bluegill and what mm-hmm. we're trying to do to improve the size of sunfish. You know, crappies are an enigma, you know. <laughs> there isn't a lot, of, a lot we can do with crappies. They have year classes that are... You know, the, at the typical lake will have a strong year class, and then we'll go three, four years without having one. Uh, crappie fishing will be just crazy good for two, three years, and then it falls off for a couple of years till the next fish move in. Um, that's the general nature of crappie management in Minnesota. They're they're a difficult fish to manage, um, but the populations. I know uh, two, three years ago we had some good year classes that were showing up in a, in a lot of lakes. Those fish are now uh, 10 and a half, 11 and a half inches. And, and I know the, um, the Turtle River chain is, is good. The Crow Wing chain is good. But, but there's a lot of that size crappies in those populations right now. Yellow perch you mentioned. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, real, the real showstopper there is, is the rebounding yellow perch on calf. Um, their size, uh, their growth rates have really taken off. Whether it's zebra mussels, whether it's the rusty crayfish, or some combination, um, yellow perch growth rates on casts have, have really gone up. And what we see now in that population is a lot of fish from nine to eleven and a half inches. Um, largely a winter fish. They're also very popular on casts in the summer. So um, that would be noteworthy for people to think about as a yellow perch trip to Cass Lake. All right. Um... We, we we did touch on the zebra mussels. They have definitely expanded in the area. Um, there's been other AIS as well. I guess that's something we just have to keep hammering at uh, is check your boats. Make sure you're not bringing anything to another lake. You know, we talked uh, before about personal responsibility for, um, um, you know, COVID-19. Um, it, you know, we've been talking for years about personal responsibility with aquatic invasive species. Drain, clean, dry, coming and going. 
just take care of your boat and and think about uh, where those those critters you know could be. And um, there, I don't know what um, the coverage will be for access inspectors either at the county or the state level. I don't know where the decision making is on that this year. They're there to help and provide education, but it starts with the angler when they hook up their boat in their driveway and head out to the lakes. Um, they have that responsibility to make sure there's no plants on their trailer. The water is all gone from their, their live wells and their bilge area. And uh, if everybody does their part, we can hold this at bay. Even though we have some of these harmful invasive species in our lakes now, there's others that we don't want up here. And so I think that that we just have to double down, Kevin, and everybody do their their part. Yeah. Um, again, zebra mussels is the one we keep hearing about. Starry stonewort is one that uh, was seen some uptick in the last couple of years, uh, and and who knows what the next one will be. That's why we have to just be vigilant. Yes. Okay. Anything else we need to talk about, Henry? No, I think we're all itching to get outside, get our boats ready, um, you know, hit the water, be safe. Um, I'm really looking forward uh, to the 2020 fishing season. Um, it seems like it's been a very long winter, and uh, this spring is just, just moving at a molasses pace from my, my chair. <laughs> and I really look forward to getting on the water and, and looking forward to seeing others out there having a good time, too. Absolutely. Hey, we should touch on licenses. I mean, um, many of the, the shops we're used to getting the license at will probably be open, but this might be the year you want to just make sure you, you know, with social distancing, you might want to just make sure you, you take care of it online. You can do that. Yes, you can buy your licenses online through the DNR website. You can do that. Um, you can also, you know, visit our bait shops that are that are open. The governor has included those in safe recreation, and they should be open. Um, I don't know a lot about bait availability now, but I guess what I'd encourage people to do is don't don't bomb those bait stores, you know, the night before the opener or on Saturday morning on May 9th, you know. Maybe buy your, your licenses ahead of time, whether online or at those shops. I know they welcome the business now. Um, just get your license a little early than normal. Um, if, the, if, the, if the business is busy, you know, just wait outside. Wait. I know they're all going to be careful about how many people there are in their stores just um i think that that personal preparation and planning ahead buying early is is wise wise measure all right henry drews is the regional fisheries manager out of the northwest office here in bemidji hanging out in his uh, reconfigured closet these days henry thanks for uh, taking the time today and uh, boy i can't wait to get out there and do a little fishing yeah kevin it's uh it's a uh, the right of spring and it's uh, about upon us Fishing Paul Bunyan Country is presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. The season is just getting started. We've got so much great stuff for you in the first two weeks alone. We'll do our usual spring previews of some of the best waters in Paul Bunyan Country. We'll take a look at Red Lake, Leech Lake, Lake Winnie, the Cache Chain, and, of course, Lake of the Woods. We've got some great lakes of the week lined up for the year, and we'll talk to some of the best anglers about what they'll be doing opening weekend. I've already checked in with Bro Brosdahl. You'll hear from him before the week is out. That's it for today, though. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. 
What rewards? A do operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. This... Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. Residence 17 Plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.